Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Hey, I want to talk about B-plot and breaking it up a bit. And we'll talk about that after this. Okay, I recently saw an older video from Matt Colville where he talked about the B-plot in a game. And, well, for, for those of you who don't know about that, basically he's talking about if you have a main ape, you know, he broke he, he, two, two, two plots, A-plot and B-plot. Okay, the A-plot is your main plot. You know, whether you, you're running a module or something you've created or something like that. And he talked about, you know, how the A-plot can go along and it gets to a certain point where they're gathering clues or some other point where there's a lull. And he says that's where the B-plot comes in because they can do something maybe tangentially related to the A-plot, maybe not. I think he used examples of orcs attacking, which was a random encounter, but he kind of worked it into why are they attacking and it has something to do with the A-plot. And it's, he says basically it's good filler for, you know, when the campaign has a lull. And all campaigns have a lull. Even, you know, it's for pacing purposes you put this in. And I said, yeah, that's a good idea. But I would like, but I would also, and there's another way I want to use the B-plot, is having it kind of an offshoot of the A-plot. In other words, like, say you have a party who is looking for this this dingus, this MacGuffin of whatever the, the the point of the story is, and they have a rival band or they have a bad guy who wants it too. And he's like watching the good guys go for it. And then he plans to, you know, get in there when they finally find it and steal it from him or something like that. Or they can already have something and he is following them to try and steal it some way or hire people to do it or whatever. Okay, that's that's good, but you should the B plot is him trying to take it because the A plot to me is them getting it or already having it and going to apply it to wherever they're supposed to. Give it to somebody or save some land or something or stop help stop the big monster or something like that. Okay. 
Why can't you take the B-plot and break it up into chunks of story and throw it in with the A-plot, say, at the end or something? I like this idea. I've used this idea before. I like this idea because it takes the, it takes the player characters, give, throws them a little off balance, but not, you know, not, you know, adventure ruining type of off balance. Just like one of those, what the heck was that? Something, you know, I'm kind, you kind of want to make it where, where, okay, you have the B plot and you're going to break it up into chunks. You got to make it so, it's kind of tangentially related to the A-plot, but they don't exactly know why this is happening or how it fits in until later. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a, a balance you're, you know, you're, you're trying to strike here. Now, going back to my favorite campaign, of course, my cattle drive campaign. I mean, the, the whole plot was trying to get 200 head of cattle from one side of the campaign world to about, uh, I'd have to say, a couple thousand miles to the from west to east, okay? And I had a whole fi final scenario, da-da-da-da. Now, that I, as you know, I like that campaign because I can fit anything into it. They're traveling. They're not with the cattle drive. They're going a week ahead of the cattle drive to their troubleshooters to smooth the way so they can run into anything and everything. So I can throw whatever plot I want to, you know, any scenario I want to there. But the, the big bad, who is this, this immortal vampire, Long story short, this count, uh, this count purchased the two hundred head for the town. They get the meat; he gets the blood. But they're, you know, they're, they're okay with that. But there's this other vampire, his relation, who wants to take him down. He wants to raise Orcus. He wants to get him and his minions in there so they could dominate the town and possibly play, take over the the world. And so he has to get him out of the way. And he finds out about these 200 head of cattle, and it's like, okay, perfect. If I can, if I can discredit him or do something to like destroy him or something like that, everything will be at my mercy. Mwahahaha. And so he also, on the at the same time, he's got minions. Same time, he's trying to throw the player character party off by having things attack them, just attack them, you know, certain times to see if they can, one, soften them up a bit, and two, who knows, maybe he can, maybe he can get a TPK out of it and problem solved. So, I, like I said, I take that B-plot, that's the B-plot, him trying to mess with the PCs. So, I take that B-plot and break it up into what I call chunks of story. And so, like, I have the main thing I'm doing with them. At some point in the story, something's going to happen that has to do with the B-plot, but they don't understand it yet. They don't understand until maybe three quarters of the way through the venture, or even at the last adventure. They understand this is the guy behind the whole thing. This is the guy who's messing us up. I had stuff like, you know, uh, minor demons or imps show up and attack them in an alley or something like that, that kind of thing. You know, all of a sudden these attacks come from, 
nowhere. And they're going, what the heck is going on? And I love that. I love that. That that just fascinates me because you can do so much with it. You know, maybe he's got a bunch of, maybe instead of like, he can conjure demons and stuff, but maybe he's got mercenaries working for him too. Maybe they try and kidnap one of the PCs or about half the cattle or something like that or killed the cattle or whatever. You can do that way. Uh, at one point, they had to get through a mount. Uh, dwar- the Dwarven Kingdom had to help them get through a mountain. They could, and they had they had a railroad in there, so they could like derail the railroad or something like that. And you know, I wanted to make kind of minor things, and then chunks of plot. I wanted to make them bigger chunks and bigger chunks as this as the campaign progressed. So because at this time the big bad's going, hmm. I'm going to have to up my ante on this. I'm going to have to up my game and start really laying into these guys. You know, start an earthquake, start a flood, uh, you know, send, send, you know, columns of orcs or goblins or whatever after them. Send a, you know, may, I'm, hey, I think I have a dragon on the payroll. I'll send him. That kind of thing. You know, so... That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Chunks of the B plot appear in the, in their, in their, uh, you know, the, the story in the campaign. So that way you don't have as much of a lull as you think. So, you know, if things start to, to slog, you know, throw something down, throw a random encounter there and not expecting. Something that some animal that what the heck is that animal do that, doing there? Well, the big bad summoned him in there. That's why. Or these things, or maybe, you know, a pack of wolves. Or it could be something as simple as a pack of wolves or a couple of bears or something like that, isn't it? You know, all of a sudden, why is an owl bear in the desert? How did this? I, assuming you don't have desert owl bears in your world, how does how did an owl bear get in the middle of the desert? And start attacking us. What the heck is going on here? And that's the kind of thing you want them to... That's how you want them to react. Because that way the story keeps going and it gets a little... It's a little richer. You know what I'm saying? And it just... It works out really well. And it keeps the players on their toes. Let me tell you. You know... All of a sudden at night, some there's some attack happening in their room at night. Some... Some fell thing teleports in there and starts giving them giving them trouble or whatever and they have to banish it or kill it or whatever you know what I'm saying maybe he has uh, minions on the way say in the taverns and stuff maybe there's a tavern owner that's working in cahoots with him maybe he's part of the cult who's like okay yeah I'm gonna have to send some of my boys in there to beat him up or something like that you know something mundane like that or fantastic however you want to do it but that is the kind of thing I like to do because it really works out well. Okay, I gotta go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognardgmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail at Spotify for podcasters. We we are monetized, so that means as little as ninety nine cents a month. You can help this program. I would thank you. It really helps out. Thank you very much. Uh, for single donations, my Kofi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who give to me monthly, and they are very nice. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, 
Gilbert Soros, and Benjamin Brodell. And by the way, Gilbert Soros just upped his contribution. Thank you very much, Gilbert. It is much appreciated. For other good podcasts, there is Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Larger's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs> <laughs>